Right eye dominance. Right eye dominance. Right eye dominance. Right eye dominance. Right eye This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I am your host, as always, Nick Toro Jr. Thanks for joining me today. Today's episode is going to be completely improvised. In fact, the subject of this podcast is improvisation. So if you don't know what that is, I'm about to school you. And if you do know what it is, maybe you'd be surprised of how applicable improv can be to your creative process, to your photography, and to your life in general. I'm living proof of that. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so improvisation. Well, what is it? What does that mean? What are the origins of improv? Well, Improv is, in a general sense, the ability to improvise, to take your own direction within the confines of some kind of genre or idiom. And I'm not reading that from anywhere. That's just off the top of my head because, as I said, I'm improvising all of this. But improv has its roots in theater, Uh, More specifically, improv is a sort of a a genre of comedic theater. And um, I happen to love performing improv uh, after photography. It's probably the thing that I'm most passionate about. And what I love about it is that you are performing as part of a group and you have no idea what you're going to do, what you're going to say, nothing is rehearsed, nothing is scripted. You ask the audience for a suggestion, and based on that suggestion, you and your fellow performers create scenes or an entire show out of uh, whatever pops into your head based on that suggestion. And then oftentimes the suggestion is the thing that generates ideas that the team will play with, the performers will play with. But the play, the the acts, the scenes don't necessarily have to be a literal interpretation of the suggestion. So for example, if I asked for a suggestion and somebody said apple, Uh, The first scene doesn't necessarily have to do with eating apples or baking an apple pie or sitting under an apple tree. Uh, You can interpret the suggestion any way that it triggers your mind to basically be creative and create a scene with your scene partners right on the spot. So one of the, the main tenets of improv improvisation is saying yes saying yes to the suggestion that you're given saying yes to whatever your scene partner or teammate gives you as a line of dialogue or creates an environment that you both are in you say yes to that suggestion you take it take it as the gift that it is 
and then you add something to it. So if you look up any basic tenets of improv, yes and is basically the whole foundation of improv performance. And by that, again, we mean you take the gift and then and you add to it. So somebody gives you a line of dialogue, you acknowledge that as some kind of truth, and then you add to it. And that's what creates a very interesting scene, uh, oftentimes comedic scene, but not always. And uh, at its best, you create a whole world and a, create a whole environment based on that first suggestion. And you're just constantly adding and adding and adding to it until this scene takes on a life of its own. Improv, improvisational, isn't strictly a theatrical uh, or stage approach. And certainly musicians know the idea of improvisation, uh, specifically jazz musicians. Uh, or blues musicians, when uh, the the musicians, the group, uh, are given a, a key to work in or a tempo or a chord progression. And that sort of works as the suggestion, the anchor that everyone gets to play within. But with all of that knowledge, each player and the entire group is free to explore any way they want to within that structure. And so... Oftentimes, musicians, jazz musicians could get together and they could improvise on a tune, a melody, a key, a uh, time signature, and the common knowledge that they all share is enough for them to create a framework that they can play with and play within but also create something completely on the fly. Nothing that is written down uh, and nothing necessarily that can be reproduced. So how does this all apply to photography? Can you improvise in your photography? Uh, I believe that you can. And there's ways that I have incorporated the, the, the mindset and the mentality of improv into my creative process, into my photographic practice. And if we look at how improv creates a structure for you to create and play within, uh, you can apply those same approaches to photography. Um, how do you do that? Well, here's some examples or some thoughts that I have of how I apply improv to my photography. Uh, I can choose a specific camera to use when I go out and shoot. And to me, that's a suggestion. Here's one tool that I get to use. Uh, I'm not taking any other pieces of equipment with me. Now I have this one uh, camera to interact with uh, in an environment in the world. And what I get to do is use that choice as sort of the launching point for whatever exploration I end up taking or exploration I end up making uh, with my camera. Camera or lens choice could easily be uh, one and the same. Uh, what film I want to use or do I want to shoot digital or do I just want to show up in a, in a location and not have a camera and just use my phone camera. To me these are the spark that the asked for a suggestion at the beginning of an improv scene, these choices are acting in the very same way. Um, I can set limits 
based on the the choices I make. I can set uh, set up challenges within those choices that I make. And what I mean by that is there's uh, in in improv comedy there's an approach that is is short form. And it's mostly games. There are standard game structures that you can play with. And when you get a suggestion, you use that suggestion to play these short form games. And I think about these uh, choices in photography as almost like those challenges in a game where, okay, I have my camera, I have my lens choice, I have my specific film perhaps, or I have a location that I find myself in. What are the challenges that I'm going to set for myself that make this uh, an unexpected uh, exploration, an improvisation with my camera, with my eyes. And uh, those games could be something as simple as take 10 steps and then take a photo or only shoot photos of trees or lay down on the ground and photograph the sky once every five minutes. I mean, there's different ways of just applying these, these little tweaks of approach that can then make your photography uh, go into unexpected places. And what I love about these thoughts or these ideas when it comes to improv, I think about the photographer Henry Wessel Jr. And because I'm improvising this, I'm not going to read a quote um, verbatim, but he basically said that when you're photographing something, you're saying yes to it. And that to me is a direct line with the whole premise of improv, but it's applied to photography. I am out with my camera. I'm acknowledging there's something unique. There's something special. There's something in a scene, an environment, or a person that I am making a connection with, and I am validating it by using my camera. And by validation, I'm saying, yes, I am acknowledging its existence, and I am interacting with it, and I'm in agreement with whatever's in front of me. I am not denying it or trying to change it. I am just saying yes to whatever is in front of me. So what does this do for my photography? Well, it certainly makes uh, going out and photographing uh, an unexpected experience every time I do it because I may go someplace, a specific location, and know what that environment is like. And if I just think in an improvised way about this environment, my photography of that particular day most likely is not going to resemble what I have done in that location uh, the times before. Like, for example, I happened to visit the Bosque area, which is the wooded area near the Rio Grande here in Albuquerque. And I've been in that area, in that location, dozens and dozens of times. And I always find something new and something different uh, every time I go there part of the reason is is that the light is always different from day to day from morning light to evening light Um, things are different depending on what camera I've decided to bring down whether it's a a pinhole camera or a half frame camera or my digital DSLR with the busted lens so I don't even know what's going to be in focus and not in focus when I'm taking those photos but that unexpected nature I open myself up to whatever comes at me very much like walking out onto the stage and ready to start an improv scene. 
Um, it provides a lot of freedom because I may show up and think I have an agenda or I'm not on assignment. I'm not working for anyone but myself. So ultimately, that gives me the freedom to shoot whatever I want. Will I be successful? Not always. Oftentimes, this leads. This approach leads to failure or an incomplete sort of uh, vision of what I was hoping for. But at the same time, it can provide this wondrous uh, moment of unexpected joy when I see something that I've captured that I never expected to capture. And it really keeps me grounded in the here and now of where I am, what I'm doing. I'm not thinking about, well, all of these plans that I had before I got there. And I'm not thinking about, well, this will turn into an exhibit or a book. I take all of those expectations off the table. It just keeps me grounded in the moment. And what's really nice is that if I start applying this improv practice to my photography, I often find that I get into what's called a flow state. And that, if you're, uh, again, I'll leave a link uh, to the, the theory of flow. But in, in, in essence, what flow is, is that you're so caught up in the moment of what you're doing. You're so immersed in the process and the, the being in that creative moment that you're unaware of anything else that's around you and that you're just freely flowing through these channels of inspiration and creativity and, and producing your work. And it's a really um, wonderful feeling um, I wish we could bottle it and tap into it whenever we want. But when you experience flow and you know what that feels like, um, it is transcendent and intoxicating. So as far as improvisation um, and how it applies to uh, photography, I think also of uh, my friends at Lomography, uh, the, the folks who brought us uh, the Lomo camera, and in a lot of ways, uh, they have been responsible for the renaissance of film photography uh, in easily in the last 20 years. Uh, I'm not gonna go into the details of every Lomo camera and the history of Lomography. Uh, you can find out that information uh, I'll share a link in the show notes for that as well. But um, what I love about Lomography, and yeah, they coined the term, and it, you may think it's just this hipster kind of thing, but I, I will tell you that when I discovered Lomo cameras and the Lomo approach, I was at a point with my photography that I was getting very frustrated and very jaded, and I think I was ready to, to give up. And then when I discovered the simple use Lomo camera and the approach that they, they use is this sort of like golden rules of Lomography, um, it really liberated my creative approach and in many ways helped me fall in love with photography again to the point where now 20 years down the road I, I'm still you know I couldn't imagine not having photography as part of my life and and taking photos is basically part of my daily creative practice but the idea of the 10 golden rules of Lomography and uh, 
you know, again, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have them in, in front of me and I'm not going to list all 10 of them. But the thing is, is that their approach connects very closely with the whole idea of improv, improvisation as applied to photography. One of their rules is that you take your camera with you wherever you go. Now, this might seem like a basic thing today when everyone's got a, you know, a smartphone, an iPhone with a camera, a camera inside of it and the camera oftentimes is probably better than anything that uh, those of us who are shooting film for years and years probably have a better camera in our phone than uh, the quality of a, of a camera that we'd had carry around with us. But ba back before, <laughs> back in the days before iPhones, um, you know, to carry your camera with you everywhere you go. That was a little bit of a challenge because cameras are all different shapes and sizes and you definitely want something that you could just throw in your pocket and be ready to respond to whatever's in front of you at any time. To be ready uh, to improvise in whatever environment you're in. And, and so like to carry a small camera with you was really the way to go. Um, use your camera anytime uh, because uh, lomography, the camera is not, you know, it doesn't get in the way of your life. It becomes a part of it and that again is like you know you're 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 no longer sort of setting this well today i'm a serious photographer and i'm heading out with my camera and this is the subject i'm going to find my life becomes my subject matter one of the rules is don't think and if you know anything about improv or improv comedy that part of how you perform is that you don't think you don't overthink a suggestion you don't waste your time trying to figure out the most clever thing to say you respond as quickly and as honestly as possible to what's given to you by your scene partner or by your audience suggestion and this applies to photography don't think take your camera film is cheap digital pixels are even cheaper don't think and just shoot you be fast you get what's in front of you you don't have to know what you're looking for you don't have to know beforehand what's sitting on that film as they say in lamography you don't have to know what you captured before or after you shot just go out and shoot and be open and take whatever the world is giving to you. Take whatever that environment is providing. Take what your subject matter, whether it's a scene or another person, is giving you and accept it and add to it. And lastly, they say don't worry about the rules because everyone knows that rules were made to be broken. But understand that there are sort of these aren't rules these are sort of tenets to liberate you in your creative approach uh, and this applies whether it's photography related or art making related or uh, interacting with other people or being a better you know employee at your job being more creative as a team member, as a leader, as a partner in a relationship, as a family member, brother, sister, friend, lover, whatever it is, um, improv can help you open up and it can improve your life. And without asking you to join the cult of improv or 
And I'm saying that jokingly, although if you do improv, you know that there's definitely some parts of it that definitely feel like you're, you're part of some sort of secret society. Uh, I think if you just sign up and you get a secret handshake and a flannel shirt. But uh, that's a joke for my improv nerds. Anyway, um, here's the thing about improv. It makes you think about how you're interacting with the world, yes, with other people for sure. Because if someone comes to you with a statement, you're not immediately shutting it down and saying no to something. And there's often times when you need to be discerning and not say yes to everything. I mean, let's be realistic. But by saying yes or considering the possibilities of yes when you are interacting with other people, gives you the opportunity to go someplace maybe that you didn't expect to go before. Great ideas can form and grow in that environment. And so if you apply that to how you interact with people, or if you apply that how you interact to your art, to your craft, and that could be anything really, whether it's cooking or photography or making music or sculpting or just how you take a walk in a park and look at the world, Having a little bit of improv in your mind can go a long way to get you to places that maybe you never expected to go. Okay, so there you go. Um, none of that was written down. That was completely improvised. I hope this discussion was not only entertaining for you, uh, but inspiring and Again, if you have any questions about improv or anything that I discuss on this podcast, please go to my website, writeidominantpodcast.com. If you scroll down, you'll see that there's a, a section where you can contact me, uh, send me any questions or comments. And if you just want to talk about improv or if you want to learn a little bit more about it and maybe sign up for a class somewhere, I will be the person to encourage you to do so. Um, like I said earlier, uh, I took improv five or six years ago for the first time, and it really has transformed my life in so many ways that I didn't even expect. Um, as far as how this applies to creativity and photography, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that as well. Do you go out and improvise when you shoot? Do you go out with a, a set plan, a set approach to what you want to capture? Or do you let the world come to you and you interact with it any way that is appropriate at that time? Um, that's it for now. Again, uh, as I say always, if you go to my website, you will find all of my episodes. Um, you'll also find some t-shirts for sale. I fixed the link on there. I think that uh, it was going someplace where you had to sign in, so I apologize for that. And an astute listener pointed that out to me, so I fixed that link. Also, I ask if you could give me a rating on the platform that you listen to this podcast, specifically the Apple Podcast platform. A starred rating or a review will go a long way into helping me build my audience, and that would be greatly appreciated. So that's it for now. Uh, this has been the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I have been your host, Nick Toro Jr. And until next time, yes, and to the world. And go out there and make some great work and stay well.
Today's episode has been a production of RightEyeDominant.art. The music for today's episode was brought to you by Yazar, Lazenby Industries, The Conant Project, and The White Plains. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero.